I'm just muting left and right at this point. I'm just like, I can't. Heart nope, same. no more of you. <laughs> Heart same, dude. Like, and I have no doubt. Getting down to like same. just a bunch of like animal things. Yeah, that's the only yeah. thing I can tell her. like the only thing. Yeah, because it's just, you know, I, I feel that same. I feel that same anxiety as well. It's like, yeah, like, you know, I'm out here putting junk on the Internet when simultaneously I just I don't want to see any. I of just it. don't want to have to. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Victoria. You know what I need? What? A breath of fresh movie. Yay, me too. All right, cool. This is Breath of Fresh Movie, a podcast where I, Victoria Harley, and me, Chelsea Pope, we watch a movie that neither one of us has ever seen, and sometimes we'll never watch, or wait, (laughs) and sometimes never see again. Never see again. Uh, And then we, we talk about it here with with you guys listening There's thanks for listening all thou- i can the 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 hum of a thousand listeners strong i mean not quite that many but <laughs> no but it's like it, but it is though it's like thousands of you are out there right now just hanging on our every word you yeah. want to know what do they think of the movie? what did they think what did they think uh so <laughs> That is what I wonder what the movie is. I wonder what they're going to talk about. I clicked on it, but I didn't re- look at it. I'm, I just I clicked the button. I, I what are they? I wonder what they're going to say. And this, that's a Jim Gaffigan. Bit. Yeah, Sorry. when he goes and does I that meta voice. What he's going to say next? Oh, he's pale. I didn't oh, know I didn't, he was going to be this so pale. pale. <laughs> I didn't like that. Oh, he slurred his words a little bit there. I think he's drunk. <laughs> I love that voice. I like Jim Gaffigan. I same. Yeah. I mean, I'm. He's great. I'm, I've laughed till I cried listening to him before. <laughs> Today's movie is 24-Hour Party People. <laughs> Came out in 2002. Directed by Michael Winterbottom. Fun name. Winterbottom. Winterbottom. I'm a summer bottom. <laughs> Fall bottom. Winter, I'm a top. Spr- nobody wants to be a spring bottom. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a movie. I, it's tough to summarize this movie. Mm. I'll say that. It's essentially a history about a scene or a movement. Mm-hmm. To call it a movement, it's not quite a social movement in the way that like, the civil rights movement was a movement. This is more sure. about the music scene that was coming out of Manchester yeah. sort of from the late 70s to the early 90s. Yeah. This is a period that is sort of like punk, post-punk, new wave. Madchester was kind of the, the term. And we're talking yeah. about bands like Joy Division, the Happy Mondays, who both of these groups are featured heavily in this movie. Sure. But then other groups later on, like the Stone Roses, the Smiths. A bunch of them. Oh, so many great All things. All those guys. Well, there's something about so Manchester's like much of England. Uh, you know, it rains a lot. And mm. I I've heard people, musicians, talk about this sort of not a theory, but like rainy climates kind of foster can foster some good music i just think about like kurt cobain in seattle exactly think about seattle um you know the town i grew up in had it wasn't you know it wasn't like a cultural mecca but we produced kim and kelly deal right. of the breeders and go. guided by voices and for a while there dayton was mm. being written about in the 90s as like an important music city and then it kind of went away mm. um when when all you have to do when you have to stay inside a lot 
and you're like hanging out in the basement yeah you tend to like noodle more maybe i'm not saying no warm climates don't have musicians they do no but, but it's kind of like with like with us in the pandemic and the earlier part of it when so many oh. of us were on lockdown and then yeah, I, I, people I started getting creative. Oh, I envied musicians at the beginning of vlog. I was like, yeah. oh, you guys are amazing. Um, earlier this week during our research, we had a chance to talk to a real live Mancunian, which is somebody from Manchester. Yeah. Uh, and he claims to be a 23 hour party person. That's so interesting. What happens with that other hour? No idea. I didn't even know Mancunian was a word. I have so many questions. Well, he's here to... I don't think to answer any of our questions, but he's here, and no. uh, we're gonna look, we're gonna go live to that recording now. You are a twenty three hour party person. That's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was there in Manchester, right, right when the events of this movie were taking place, and I and I had to tell you I was right steamed about it. Oh, why steamed? Why were you steamed? Well, because here we were we were the the twenty three hour party people, and then they of course. Tony Wilson and his, his merry wanksters, they come around calling stuff, you know, the 24-hour party people and all this. And, uh, yeah, very good joke, chaps, but we already, you know, we're already here. You're mad that they wanted to call themselves the 24 and you were 23. Isn't it, oh, well, like, isn't it easier to remember 24 because that's how many, like, hours in a day? Oh, oh sure, it's easier, but you're in the pub all day and yeah. you're partying all night. But what, what we always did, we, we, we saved one hour every day we saved it for a nap you, you, you saved that hour oh, okay yeah well it wasn't only a nap you know we weren't gestapo about it you know you didn't have to you, you use that hour you want you want to play darts you could you play darts you could go to market or you can feck off for all i care but you know you had to use that hour it was important mm. you can't be partying all the time well the makers of this film seem to differ on that <laughs> i'm sure they would we were there having, you know, having a nice old time and all these, these new wave and, and these punks come around. You know, we had our own movement. We were the punk. You you know mm. punk music, don't you? Uh, I'm sorry, punk? Yes, punk. First it was punk and then it punk. Because, you know, they had their new wave. We just had wave. What, why punk? Like punk, I can kind of understand the etymology of that. But why was it? Why were you guys punk? Before punk was happening, we we knew this was coming. We were just oh, okay. like, oh, so this is trying just... to have a little bit sure. of a moment before it got there. You know, we're the, like yeah. trying to stretch out our elbows a little bit, and For now sure. they weren't having it. They were Matter trying to kick us all and saying we're dinosaurs and all that, oh, but now we're no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they, and they took all our ideas and they just one upped them. Okay. That's, that's all they did. All everything they had, they just took it from us. They used to do all that wild hair and stuff, right? You know, they mm -hmm. shaved their head mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because they had wild ideas. Well, it's just, so did we, mm -hmm. but we we was just normal about it. Just normal? Just about normal. shaving we, your head? We was normal. Yeah, just normal haircuts. Like, we didn't do the hair. And then they they come around like, oh, we're doing the hair now. Like, oh, that's a lot of work. I'm, I've been getting fixed, stuck on the name on Pink. It's just a sound. It's like, it's yeah, just it's a just sound. A word. Yeah, it's just yeah, a you, word. You know, don't, don't worry about the word. Okay. Like, they rub it right in our face. You know that song, Blue Monday? Oh, yeah, that's a jam. That's a good one, eh? Yeah. Well, that we used to say that was a word for when you were really in a bad way. A 23-hour party person today, yeah, I'm, t I'm having a Blue Monday. Jump on his ass for that. We say, hey, hey, fuck off, Clive. Have your Blue Monday. But come Tuesday, you better be back on the horse. New order come around. 
oh, our lead singer's dead, but we ain't taking no Blue Monday. They were stealing our vibe. Well, where are you calling from today? Well, I'm from Manchester. I'm a Mancunian. York Sniffwell. That sounds fake. Well, it's it's my name, and I was there. <laughs> so I watched this movie, and and uh, it didn't. I didn't just didn't find it very realistic because it didn't talk about us at all. It only talked about the people yeah, who were a little I bit never, younger than us. They never mentioned you. I would have remembered your name. You were never. Well, that's mentioned. what I'm saying. That's so lame. Why did? Why? Where was I? I was there. I was one of the 23-hour mm. party people, and that's not good enough Is there, for so, your fancy Hollywood documentaries, I see. Uh, I, have a, I have a theory. Were you yes. Were you maybe just a little forgettable? That's impossible. <laughs> quite impossible. Oh, you, really? you, you and your preposterous predictions. Is this who I contact about my reparations for that? Like, do I call you? Yeah, well, um, or this movie that I watched that upset me a lot, or we'll, we'll be in touch about that later. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll be expecting it. How did you find uh, us? <laughs> I called a number on a VHS. You gotta stop rating your phone number on VHS tapes, Victoria, and yeah. sending them out. You never know who's gonna pick that up. My wife says I'm, I'm my screen time is up. I've had too much. All right. Thanks for calling, York. All right. I want my refund. Thank you. So this movie, it covers a lot of years, which mm-hmm. is already going to be tough. It's and it's based it's you know, it's it's this is a, a scripted feature movie, but it's based in not nonfiction. So sure. um, it has elements of truth in it. But it, the film also acknowledge it's very like self-aware. It breaks the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like it's cinema verite so it has this very like um run and gun kind of feel and a flexibility to it where we know that maybe not everything we're being shown is exactly factually what happened but that like generally though this is the attitude this is the spirit of what happened it's kind of like the butler or forrest gump where it's like (laughs) historical events are happening but there's this fictional character with a very specific point of view filtering all of it the thing though is in this tony wilson not fictional yeah no he's He's a real dude real dude you're right you're (laughs) totally right but he seems fictional because this is a guy so this apart from the the movement it's good transition honestly yeah yeah. apart from the movement this this film is not he would not say it's centered on him but the main character he says he's a minor character in his own story is how he describes himself yeah it's tony wilson tony wilson was this guy in manchester who he was kind of a newsreader he was a guy who like read the news locally right. he did local like human interest type stories like at one point they yeah. show a duck you know herding sheep like yeah. that kind of thing yeah um was it the typical like BuzzFeed viral content now? Yeah, he'd be exactly. The, he'd be the guy with the yeah. mic going, "What's up with the dust?" Yeah, but he also had a real passion for music and mm-hmm. saw the Sex Pistols at their first concert at the um, what's it called? The Free? Mm, I forgot. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I wrote it down. But he saw their first concert. Saw their first concert, which was forty people were there. Free Trade Hall. Mm-hmm. Saw the first concert at Free Trade Hall. It totally, it looked like a school yeah. auditorium. Oh yeah, bright lights, no, yeah. there, no bar. It's it was one hundred percent like a middle school yeah. like auditorium. It, or something. it was really for that to be the birth of a of a scene was 
kind of crazy and, yeah and it, it's like in and the, there's real footage they've got real archival footage cut it, in i liked yeah that stylistically just to, they were trying you know, that yeah, yeah there were definitely some they're great making, moments where they were yeah so they're trying to like make it really clear and and certain these moments are called out uh, by tony wilson who in this film is played by steve coogan right um and so tony wilson again as i was saying he was a guy who was on the news but he also um again really cared about punk music and he for a while had a, a show on tv and then about punk music and then like eventually decided no 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 like let's i'm gonna start sponsoring shows punk shows up here in manchester and mm-hmm. there was kind of like a no punk on tv attitude down in london so it, basically he gave a space both physically and in the media and eventually later with this massive building the hacienda which was a club mm-hmm. that became really popular he created a space and room for something to happen Mm-hmm. Even, you know, he's not a musician. He's a great fan of music. Yeah. And this movie kind of shows what he did to support and his and his genuine respect for all the people involved. And again, it, it breaks the fourth wall. He's often, you know, addressing the viewer and it, it, it has like a real fun. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I, I think it dragged a little bit in the second half for me. because yes. It is like a two hour film. And. I, yeah. I think I was really into the first hour and then, right. and then I kind of had a harder time with the second hour. Sure. Like I kind of didn't quite understand. I watched this totally blind with no idea what it was about. Or Which anything. is tough. So, I'm just going to say exactly. that is a tough yeah, way to watch it, it. This made it a tough watch for me. Yeah. I, didn't I had to watch it twice. Quite figure it out. And, you know, based on that first scene with like the hang glider, which I've brought up numerous times now That's that we're like, talking about. It's just, it, it works on two levels. It comes off like... It's gonna be a different. I guess. I guess it's not a different movie than that scene. It just. It's not what I thought it was gonna initially be based on that scene. And like, the humor was much more. There was a lot more like very dry, uncomfortable humor, which like totally yeah. checks out. Yeah. It was a little less zany than I expected, yeah, very or maybe dry. maybe would have preferred in some aspects because they did these some of these guys in these bands were very clearly being depicted as like these larger than life type of people. But it's, it's like, I don't know. Like they, again, this movie doesn't do anything wrong. Like in right. terms of tonally it's consistent and it sort of leans into the immaturity of mm-hmm. a number of these band members, but also the, the ironic mundane <laughs> aspects of, yeah. of what they do too. It's kind of yeah. like, like, um well like the whole thing about like the guy who owns the cl- the club is yeah. named mr tone yeah and he's like but my name's tony he's like well that's gonna be a problem right there there's two tonys like yeah you know, like what do you mean you don't see how that could be a problem like i don't know it's just there's a yeah. lot of like small bickering. smaller bickery type moments yeah. which is like i not usually typically my thing yeah um but, but kinda, again, it's I love like, that. But it's great. No, this is a movie that's like it has, that's very it's, British. It's very British, yeah. and if you like that, you will love this. I, yeah, and yeah. I do recommend it. And maybe yeah. I think you know if I were to get further engrossed in that type of humor, then maybe I could yeah. go back and eventually appreciate and it's it totally once I cool. developed a palette like, for it. This is a but this is a tough one because like if it's also not your style of humor, I'm just a dumb American. No, you know? no, no. Like listen, pe- there were concerns. Like the producer talked about how this movie people were somewhat resistant to it because they felt like this was for such a small audience. Mm-hmm. And in some ways they're right. Like it is. It is like but um what I love about this movie is that even if you're not like well 
if you like music i'm not gonna say even if you yeah. don't No, if you, you have to like music a little bit um sure. but like if you like music uh particularly if you're you know if you like that kind of punk era new wave this will fill in all kinds of interesting like cultural gaps oh, yeah. i think i mean like, that was cool to see yeah and once i was like on board with that too, but like was... if you're not a huge joy division fan or if you don't even know who joy division is it, it you're dropped into this world without a lot of it, he is explaining who these people are in a very explicit way but it's not it, it's it's not quite though he's it, not quite selling you on like the scene it just sort of immediately starts off with like yeah i saw this band in a shitty venue but was like like it was I, a life-changing moment it doesn't quite emotionally get me on no. his level of why he appreciates this as much as he does other than like i, I certainly got the idea that he had a bit of like not a bit like he clearly was like an egocentric person who ironically was saying i'm a minor character in this and that but he took so much pride in being like the one responsible the, you know the, yeah. the christopher columbus of this yeah you know no and, and i mean and yeah and, and it, with it culminating at the end with him having a vision of god exactly which so, was again and then then that happens and i'm like come on like is this is, i loved I, that was my zany stuff like i loved that, that. the so much. beginning the, the god i loved that two zany pieces of bread on the outside <laughs> of a very wanted, thick jelly and peanut butter i really wanted like th there was totally room for more of that zany stuff because that was another highlight moment and i loved and i think it pairs well with the bakery stuff if you know yeah just played with more of oh, it like, no, totally. I, I love when it went right I, after I, that I, it's like he's like oh by the way i just saw god yeah like, oh well what did he look like? Oh, he looked, looked like, like me. me. Well, he, no, he wouldn't have looked like me if you were talking to him. He would, would have looked, looked like you. You, you yeah. think God looked like? No. <laughs> I yeah. love that. And then they just kind of like take it Drift in. away. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that was. A, I loved that ending. Yeah, I and I like that God is just like like no, you have you have secured your place in history and is written on the hearts of men. Like yeah. you know, and there's something like, and he's like, you know, should assign the Smiths. You know, but yeah. you were right about. I can't remember the name. He has music sucks and he's a ginger. <laughs> so good. Sucks and he's a that's yeah. great delivery. It was dry, uh -huh. but it was also silly. And it like, was good. I also want to Oh yeah. yeah no, no, no. I was just gonna say it reminded me just a little bit of like um when in Monty Python the Holy Grail they see God yeah. and it's like this very bright animated thing in the sky. This this was reminiscent of very, that for me. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. The visually looked a lot like that. Mm -hmm. But but with Steve Coogan. I I will also say too that like and tonally i i wanted i i i thought it was really funny and very sad that the at the midpoint of this film really very close to the final act of this film we finally find out that he has the second family he's never talked about the whole yeah. movie he's like but i never said i was a good person like yeah yeah oh uh, by the way i should have mentioned this is not yeah. this is not this isn't my story yeah like, like when he sits down with his son like yeah. and he's like trolls yeah. <laughs> and i love i i loved that reveal and then it just, and then also it, like right after that, it doesn't go anywhere again. Nope. There, there's almost a part of me that's like, I wish there had been just infinitely more like you left hand that. turns yeah. and zany paired with the dry like yeah. delivery of everything yeah Ugh, chef's kiss that would have been <laughs> even without my knowledge of the of the new age yeah. thing because you don't have to have that knowledge no you, you don't want a movie strong enough to like totally love it again this is a very good movie this is not not yeah. a good movie i mean and i get I, and it's i consistent i agree like you don't have to necessarily know anything about that era to watch it and appreciate something about it because it is it sure. is designed to be like instructive and almost like this, sure. this history of a of an era i just wish it had been 
10% more and I get you 10 and to 60% more I agree and, and also I think there you know that's a really interesting but sound critique because I listened to an interview with Steve Coogan who is also from Manchester mm -hmm. and this was you know he grew up in this time so yeah. this was like a big deal for him to do this thing but he described how it was such a spirit of willfulness mm -hmm. at the time it's such a spirit of like you didn't want to be commercial you didn't want to do anything that resembled being mainstream that was death like trying to be this pop movie's doing that yeah like, very much on a metal level it's resisting things that maybe I'm talking about like some more mainstream tech storytelling maybe. techniques you know I mean it is like right down to the titles the titles in this film are very difficult to read and like mm -hmm. i don't mean to like be like sound like an old lady like that but i'm just like no it's, it's because fuck it who cares like mm -hmm. the, it doesn't matter we know who's here you know and mm -hmm. and you can read them it's just that it's it's very much it's very like punk in every way it can be but it still follows plenty of conventions and plenty of i mean this style of, again, like the, the cinema verite and addressing the camera or the audience at home, it's like we're now pretty well used to that in mm -hmm. most of our media is, is formed that way. But this was 2002. Again, like, I mean, this was really, you know, the British office had just been out, you know, and it, like it's just an interesting style. And um, Michael mm -hmm. Winterbottom has done several other films that are really similar to this, like with even with Steve Coogan. Like if you've ever seen uh, Tristram Shandy, A Cock and Bull Story, that's like a really similar spirit, but a totally different subject. Mm. Um, I really love that film. And I, I love Steve Coogan. And I think um, this movie, there was hope that this was going to like really break him into American audiences, which is like in hindsight, I'm like, there's no way. Really, there's for, no fucking for all way. Who just talked about no, this was not going to be There's no it. way. Um, but. I got to say, I, I think more people do know him now, you know, of course, but oh, yeah, but I he's such an he's so underrated in America compared to like what a star he is in Britain. And I don't know, I, I, I love when I see movies like this. It just I don't know. It really makes me frustrated in this weird way that like sure. we didn't people didn't notice him sooner. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he's frustrated about it, too. Um, I have a couple of reviews here. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, Roger Ebert said, uh, the mixing of reality and fancy makes the movie somehow more true than factual documentary would have been. So that's interesting. Four stars. Mm. Uh, Peter Travers said it was outspoken, roaringly funny, defiantly sexual, and relentlessly in your face. And someone from the spool and i'm sorry dude i didn't write your name down uh, it tells a story about what it's like to get caught up in a moment in history and how exciting and disorienting that can be um there were like negative reviews but people are generally into it yeah um these i mean these are also people who were like around at that time and i'm not surprised at all that uh mm -hmm. peter travers would like give, oh give, i mean give it a great rolling stone it's like reviewer of course yeah. like this is so in that wheelhouse of like music and and film and, sure you know. like this is a movie that has like a lot of love and appreciation for what that like the subject matter and that's something that yeah. anyone who also shares in that love will see that and appreciate that care yeah know? and you know again um for people who are into like the the deep depths of of new new wave and mm -hmm. post-punk um there are a lot of like cameos well or not cameos exactly because they're not playing themselves like easter eggs maybe but there's yeah exactly there's a lot of different people from different groups who are cast in this movie and then it's called out in the movie so yeah. you're not gonna miss it they're gonna point it out um but there's something 
lovely about that. It, it reminds me a little bit of like Portlandia, the way they always have a lot of musicians yeah. mixed in and they don't necessarily name them. They just cast them, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so this has a lot of winks and a lot of nods. And I think I'm no one in my family is from Manchester. I don't have any Manchester connections, but I can appreciate like, like how this was such a community movie mm-hmm. or how a community film, like, or how, you know, getting this right Absolutely. was probably really important to everybody involved. In fact, like, I guess the, the writer of the script, the director said he was thinking of making a film about Factory Records, which Factory Records is the name of the record company that Tony Wilson started, that this mm. movie centers on. Uh, and the screenwriter, or the guy who would be the screenwriter, Frank, told him um, that if he got anyone else to write it, he would kill him. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like, people were really into getting this done and making this happen and getting it right. And yeah. I, I, that that's just like, again, this is all like contextual, though. You know, we try to come at these things. I try to bring some history and some some like additional historical context. But I think if you're coming at it fresh, all these things are kind of not going to come in. And I think, again, I when I think about it as a movie, I was really interested in Joy Division. And like, even if I didn't know anything about Joy Division, Mm. there was something really interesting about that group and the way that they describe them coming up in this film. And then the way Ian Curtis, the way his suicide is portrayed in this movie Mm -hmm. left me so unsettled. Like, um, and it was, it it was that, that part really was what I was like left thinking about the next Mm -hmm. day, like more than anything. There's some really melancholy uh sequences in this movie so it's that's another thing too that like if you're on board great yeah it works yeah yeah but if you know you've got some you know issues around that oh yeah don't watch it trigger don't watch it yeah that era no and i mean again like if if you know anything about ian curtis that it isn't so much a surprise but if you don't know anything it is a surprise and and the way they do it is pretty surprising it's pretty Mm -hmm. abrupt and it and it's like right in the middle of the movie yeah and again like you you cut to like coogan as wilson and he's in the car and he's like you know um f scott fitzgerald said that in uh there are no second acts you know, and he's like, well, we do things a little differently. This is in America. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, this is the second act. Um, and like, I agree that I keep thinking about that hang gliding scene and how mm-hmm. like perfectly it ends into the credits. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'll give you a hint. It's Icarus. <laughs> you know, if you know, then you know. And if you don't, you, know, you should probably read more. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so punchy and perfect. Yeah. And I'm with you. I think there was something about the spirit of that open, that cold open, that was so great. And yeah. it, it just really shifts away from that. It becomes much more quasi-doc. It's full of small moments. Yeah. And so it's very hard to talk about and remember like what to talk about because it's so many small moments stacked on top of each other. Totally. I don't know. Yeah. That's no, how that's I feel. right. I agree. Um, some other things Michael Winterbottom has directed. Sure. Um, he did his feature debut was The Butterfly Kiss, Wonderland, which I guess was a big deal. <laughs> that, that sounded shitty. Um, <laughs> the Claim, A Cock and Bull Story, which I mentioned earlier, uh, A Mighty Heart, The Trip. If you guys are into the trip, oh sure, yeah, did yeah. Those. Um, the Look of Love, Greed, another two films that had. Steve Coogan as the head. Um, He works a lot of the same actors. Shirley Henderson is in a lot of the same things. She was in this film. John Mm -hmm. Sim. uh, Rob Brydon, of course, made an appearance in this film, who's a classic foil for Steve Coogan in Mm -hmm. so many ways. For a second, I thought Rob Brydon was playing Johnny Rodden, and I was really scared. (laughs) I was like, no, no, they're not. They're not doing that. No, they weren't. 
he plays like another music journalist or something yeah so it's fine but they man. weren't taking that on no god no i i just want to say this also michael winterbottom wrote an interesting or he, he kind of edited and wrote a book called dark matter independent filmmaking in the 21st century um and it, he sort of took a look at british independent cinema and there's a lot of filmmakers who are really great they make like one movie and then 10 years goes by and they make one movie and he was kind of what happens is just kind of a brain drain you know a lot of the talent ends up going to hollywood and yeah and he sort of was identifying like there's all this sort of untapped or not even untapped potential but like he well i have an interesting quote here um when you look at british independent cinema quote it resembles an abandoned building site with roads mapped out foundations dug random piles of bricks here and there bags of cement and sand lying around unused and only an occasional building standing unoccupied looking down a lonely chaotic landscape Mm. why do i try to write anything that's okay (laughs) he's one of these filmmakers who's paying attention to not just his own like industry but his own like particular culture within that industry Mm -hmm. um and i just think that's interesting and you know peter bagdanovich just passed away and he was a filmmaker who was very much a great filmmaker but a huge part of his contribution to cinema is that that he interviewed and talked to filmmakers and and did a lot of of work to um get people talking about it or you know he he put a lot of things down he interviewed a lot of people michael winterbottom deserves maybe a little credit just for being um like thinking broader this isn't just somebody who's just directing comedies you know he's he's really paying attention to the bigger trends and absolutely you know and the fact that he has done so many films and stayed in britain you know i i think that's kind of interesting i don't know there's something there it's kind of like a you know, fuck off. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to Hollywood. I'm I mean, maybe he's part has. of your system. Yeah, yeah. There was another pigeon scene in this. Made me think of Ghost Dog. Yeah. Except this one went real dark. Yeah. And it was like, I couldn't decide if that was supposed to be a comedy moment. It was a little yeah. horrifying. Yeah. Uh, but real apparently. You know, Steve as as Tony, like addressing the camera, like, well, you know, don't worry, no real pigeons were harmed in the filming of this. Although some people do yeah. think they're pests. Yeah. <laughs> Rats yes. with wings. And he like crosses his arms. You know, it's like very clear where he stands. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was it's a good moment. Yeah, there's definitely good moments. Uh, there are, I mean, that's just it. There's all these little... Okay, so when I first heard about this movie, the title, I thought this was going to be so much about ecstasy. And it doesn't show up till much, much later in the story. And I'm not disappointed. I'm not like, mm-hmm. damn it. You know, but manchester at a certain time like this for a brief window it was like the place to be in all of europe it's the drugs and the music and the club and everything coming together at once and the film does a pretty interesting almost like a like a business school case study of like why the hacienda this big club that they built didn't Mm -hmm. make money you know and they were because everybody was spending their money on ecstasy nobody was buying drinks you know and like it it was and they're like okay and then when the when all the money's going to the drug dealers suddenly then it becomes about competition and Mm -hmm. rather than like undercutting each other on prices they just try to get rid of the competition which means guns and if you have too many guns and drugs in your club you're gonna get shut down and like they sort of really break down like how that like why are there shootings in clubs this movie kind of explains why and Mm -hmm. it's and this factory records thing like again tony wilson and this this 
they they had this um record label that they didn't have any kind of deals really yeah. or they, like all, all the artists were completely free is is basically the arrangement they had yeah. and i love that scene yeah yeah and just they they get that five million dollar offer and he's just like oh see here's the thing and he just gives them a piece of paper and he's like, and the other guy's like, are you mad? Yeah. <laughs> the, the paper written in blood. Yeah. His own blood. His own yeah. blood. That this is just this, it's for the arts, for the, then he, the, and then the, when they're shutting down the club, go in the offices, take all of the stuff. Yeah, like, loot the offices. Loot the offices. Yeah. I, it, it and that's the attitude. Like, yeah. that's the spirit. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I had a, I had a hard time. It's uh-huh. a bit of a, bit of a slog. Oh, okay. Like for not, me. Yeah. You, after all I mean, I like it. Me, like, no, no, no. Yeah, but I had a hard time. No, the second, because yeah. I watched it twice and both times I had that experience in the second hour. Like I, because I just got hung up on the Ian Curtis thing. It yeah. just, it like. It shifts the tone. It shifts the tone and it, I'm not thinking, you can't have humor against that, but it, I, I just, ooh, man, it really got to me and it, it, yeah. it affected. And now I don't know that it's supposed to, but it, again, that was all I really thought about the next day. And then I spent like the whole week, like listening to Joy Division, like yeah. so loud in my car. So I thank you. I thank the movie for that. There um, you go. Having a little Joy Division little revival. Little, yeah. You know, I talked a lot. That's okay. You and you enjoyed. I mean, I tried. There you go. I tried. Yeah. All right. Any lingering questions? No. Other than no. what the hell was that? Yeah, <laughs> just, you know. Any uh, miscellaneous feels, recommendations? No, I mean, I think I, I think I, my thoughts were kind of covered. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's like a solid three-star movie. Like, it's a, for me, yeah. it's a good yeah, movie. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Exactly. It's just like, you know, Wes Anderson makes great movies, but if you don't like Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you're like, yeah. yeah, no one would, no one can argue that Royal Tenenbaums is a bad movie, but some people just yeah, don't, don't vibe it. with the tone yeah. of the, the Oh, yeah. Humor. Like, I, I was the only one who liked that movie in my family. There you go. I used to fall asleep watching that. I had a VHS copy of that and I would fall asleep like every night watching yeah. Because <laughs> Alec Baldwin narrates it. And it's... Yeah. She's kind I know of... he's in trouble now, but like, you know, it's... Sure. When, is, when is he not in trouble? He's just gotten so crazy old man and it just has accelerated in the last like 10 years. Yeah. And it bums me out because like, I loved Alec Baldwin. <laughs> like, I yeah. loved him. Yeah. Like, so funny, so smart like great actor yeah it's just kind of everything i've read about his like ability just technical ability as an actor magnificent yeah like you can't you he's can't just, do better you he's know just getting to that point you know, <sighs> he's just bit. he's just ugh. anyway sad. it is sad thank yeah. you let's mourn yeah what is time you know that's this movie is about that too this movie, it is this movie is gonna it's funny but like I rarely laughed out loud and it's going to bum you out. Yeah. It's going to bum you the hell out. Yeah. That's kind of the the takeaway here. But if you're lucky and you do something significant, God might appear to you in a vision. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, no, no, you've done, you've changed, you've done, left your mark. And he's like, can I get that in writing? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So good. So uh, it's good music to chill out to. For sure. Yeah. Thanks listeners. Oh, also, um, this film, we watched it on Canopy, which mm-hmm. is a streaming service that you can access if you have a library card. Now, go. not every library participates. Uh, so I'm sorry if your library isn't on that. You should get them on that. Go visit. Yeah. They love visit. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. But, you know, 
email them be like anyway canopy with a k uh that's how we saw last week's film as well red yeah. heaven which i don't know where else that's available so oh you buy it on on apple really otherwise is that what yeah. you did yeah Shit. I fucked. I fucked up. I forgot oh, about canopy. When, when Red well, this is a PSA for you too. Yeah. Uh, no. no, I know. We just talked about it. So that's it's why totally I was, cool. I was oh. just really dumb and forgot that I fucking had canopy, Shit. which is a great, great reason to be bringing it up again now yeah. because I have like Pluto and t- I have all I have too all the other things. random apps and there's another library app that i'm blanking on right now there's oh. like another free what? app and i'm blanking what? i don't remember the name of it i'll text you it's fine <laughs> it's some other like niche bullshit thing yeah that scully set up okay. on my t- on my tv but yeah okay. i i i mean like i have like i forget Kino... to go through all those you know no exactly I just search for the movie in the general search and then whatever and it's, usually... it's never going to give you the option by the way yeah it's on canopy you have to open up canopy it's to tr- search for these it's, movies it's true like it does have a limit of like Oh, you only get 10 films you can watch a month, but seriously, between this and every other streaming service, I've never, it's great. I've never run out. There I've you never go. run out. Yeah. So, and I want, you know how I am there. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, just wanted that plug. Also, if you don't have a library card, get yourself a library card. You can do it hundred percent digitally online. You don't even have to like go get that piece of plastic. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure you can, maybe I'm wrong about that, but you know, just Get angry, library good. get angry finding out that I'm wrong yeah. <laughs> and get yourself a library card. Uh, all right. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a uh, review on Apple Podcasts. Thank yeah, you. that'd be cool. Thanks. Thank you.